0: Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Hello, welcome to the College Investor Audio Show. So glad you're a part of this today. Now, today we're taking a look at eight health coverage options for freelancers. Let's get right to it. Some freelancers start independent work out of necessity. That's my story. Other freelancers leap into self-employment when they find that they earn a lot more by cutting out a middleman employer. No matter what you do to earn money as a freelancer, you're taking on more than just a video editor, writer, lawn care specialist, grocery delivery person, driver, etc. You are responsible for finding and maintaining all your employee benefits, too. Hmm. That means you're responsible for finding health insurance that fits your budget, and your needs. Here are eight options to help you find health insurance as a freelancer. Coverage with a parent is option number one. If you're under age 26, you're likely to qualify as a dependent under your parent's employer-sponsored health plan. Your parents will need to opt for coverage for you, and they may ask you to chip in to cover the bill. But this coverage is typically extremely low cost compared with buying health insurance through a marketplace. For most people under 26, especially those who are freelancers. A parent's health insurance plan is the top coverage choice. This route typically offers the best coverage for the lowest cost, trust me. But coverage with a parent might not be the right choice. These are the questions to ask before opting into your parent's plan. Does the plan work where I live? You know, many plans are state-specific. So if the insurance plan doesn't include in-network doctors in your state, then you might want to buy a different plan. Is my parents' job stable? If your parents tend to change jobs regularly, you may be out of health insurance for a few months each year. This might not be a big deal for you if you're really healthy, but those relying on the coverage may want to seek their own insurance. Can I get a lower-cost option on my own? Hmm, occasionally, freelancers who are also students or those who have low incomes may qualify for low-cost health insurance on their own. If you qualify for low-cost insurance, that's probably gonna make sense to opt into it. The other option, number two, coverage with a spouse. If you're married and your spouse has employer-sponsored health insurance, you'll want to look into having them cover you. In general, married people cannot qualify for health insurance subsidies if their spouse has employer-sponsored health insurance. In some cases, freelancers will end up paying hundreds of dollars in extra health insurance costs compared to the cost of a plan if they qualified for subsidies. While married people could buy a low-cost plan through the marketplace, they won't qualify for health insurance premium subsidies. That means they will pay the full sticker price for the insurance plan, which is unlikely to yield savings compared with the employer-sponsored plan. Number 3. Healthcare Marketplaces Freelancers who don't qualify for insurance under a parent or spouse's plan should figure out whether they qualify for health insurance subsidies. People who have an adjusted gross income between 100% to 400% of the federal poverty line will qualify for subsidized health insurance costs if they can't get health insurance privately. The subsidies can yield significant discounts, especially if you have dependents who also need coverage. A single person, no dependents, living in the lower 48 states who earned between $12,880 and $51,520, sorry to be so specific, but that's the number, can qualify for subsidized health insurance. A family of three that earned between $21,960 and $87,840, I think that's easier to say, can qualify for subsidies. You can find subsidized health insurance plans through healthcare.gov. Open enrollment starts in November, runs through December 15th, most of the time. However, you might qualify for special enrollment if you lost your health insurance coverage including if you quit your job to start freelancing. Option number four, government health insurance. Freelancers over 65 may qualify for Medicare health insurance, while most seniors will want to buy supplemental health insurance. This includes special insurance for Medicare Part B and Part D or Medicare Advantage health insurance plan. These are typically affordable options for seniors who qualify. If you're just starting to freelance, you might have a year or two of very low income. If your earned income is below the poverty line, you might qualify for Medicaid, a government-sponsored health insurance plan. Visit healthcare.gov to find out if you qualify for Medicaid in your state. Option number five, school or part-time work insurance. Most freelancers are familiar with the hustle of life. Many do freelance work in addition to part-time work or even finishing school. If you're in school, you might qualify for low-cost student health insurance plans through your university. Check with your Office of Student Health or Office of Student Affairs to learn more about coverage options at school. Most employers don't offer health insurance coverage to part-time employees, but some do. Notably, Starbucks, Costco, and UPS are known for offering coverage for their part-time employees. So nice, thank you guys. Option number six, limited benefits insurance plans limited benefits insurance plans aren't medical or health insurance plans they do not offer minimum essential coverage as defined by the affordable care act however these are insurance products that help to offset medical and health related costs exceeding a certain threshold confused understandable because honestly these are not health insurance plans offered by companies like sidecar health among other new insurers It's insurance plan specifically designed to fall outside of ACA legislation. While the not-health insurance plans may sound shady, they can actually be useful for certain freelancers. Since the plans are not regulated by the ACA, they can use health screenings to vary prices based on risk. Young, healthy people are likely to get a great deal on coverage. Additionally, these plans will typically cover all your needs. If you want standard health insurance, Visit healthcare.gov, but these limited benefits insurance plans can be a reasonable alternative to consider. Option number seven, international group health insurance. If you spend 330 or more days outside of the U.S. each year, you are exempt from having to buy U.S.-based health insurance. Digital nomads, or those who have taken up residence outside of the U.S., may be able to purchase group health insurance plans that meet their insurance needs. Now, these plans will typically cost less than equivalent U.S.-based health plans, even for the same coverage. If you take up full-time residence abroad, you might qualify for national health insurance coverage in your new country of residence. Those who qualify may feel comfortable foregoing any form of private health insurance plan. Before dumping your private insurance plan, consider consulting a local specialist who will help you buy a local insurance plan, or help understand the terms of qualifying for coverage under the national plan. The last thing you want to do is drop insurance, only to find you aren't covered abroad. Option number eight, health sharing ministries. Health sharing ministries are not insurance. They're private, religiously affiliated organizations that allow individuals to share health costs. In the United States, there are six large health sharing ministries, all of which have Christian affiliations. Members of these organizations must agree to certain lifestyle and belief covenants, and any injury or illness that is due to living outside of the agreements might not be covered by the health ministry. There are some lesser-known organizations that serve people of non-Christian religious affiliations. You know, if you're a part of a health-sharing ministry, you're not legally obligated to purchase health insurance. However, it's not accurate to say that a health-sharing ministry is like health insurance. Instead, The ministry will typically share medical costs among members according to the rules set by the ministry. If you or any of your dependents cannot live up to the lifestyle standards set by the ministry, your medical costs may not be covered. This is a big risk that people should consider before opting for a health sharing ministry rather than health insurance. But despite the risks, I went without health insurance for like a year and a half, and during that time, I was part of a health sharing ministry and I had a really good experience. From a financial perspective, the major health sharing ministries have strong balance sheets. Most help members to find the lowest cost health coverage option to keep costs low for all members. I know stories of people who have been paid hundreds of thousands of dollars as they went through cancer treatments and surgeries. Pretty cool. So members of these organizations will pay monthly shares, by the way, and that's like an insurance premium, and they will submit their medical bills directly to the organization the organization or its members will pay those bills. Thanks so much for stopping by today. I hope that was helpful if you're a freelancer like me and you're looking for health insurance options for yourself. You can find out more, see more resources, and all kinds of stuff at collegeinvestor.com.